Marcus, and my good friend sitting next to me is Sam McFadden. And welcome into the inaugural episode of We Like the Paint. A uh, football podcast, a self-hate football podcast, as we proclaim ourselves. Sam, what is this show? What are we? Uh, basically, this is a fo- uh, deep dive into the into the two of the worst teams in the NFL right now. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans. Let's go. <laughs> I, myself, am a big fan of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and my buddy Oscar here is a fan of the Houston Texans. For some reason. For some reason. Yeah. Uh, and, and we'll get into those reasons. We've been fans for years now, and we uh, we like the pain. Yeah, yeah we, hate we hate year ourselves. Year after year, it's, it's the... disappointment, and we stick with it. And we want to drag you guys down with us. Yeah, and if you're a new listener, we're happy to have you. We appreciate you. Uh, if you recognize our two voices, um, we have been around. We hosted for two-ish, two incomplete seasons we hosted a fantasy football podcast and after the second go round didn't go as smoothly i talked to sam and i was like hey maybe we need to change a focus and i think that we've found it we are very excited to be back and um we like the pain we do like the pain our our we cut our chops in the fantasy game still both love fantasy oh for sure i think we're excited to talk straight football yeah, I think that when when I brought this up to you, Sam, I said that I don't think that we had anything to add in the fantasy football game, right? which was a tough realization to make, but we felt like we, we liked the conversation more than the analytics anyway, mm-hmm. and uh, the conversation works a lot better when you can talk about... Just straight up football. The 31st and 32nd ranked teams, or I think 30th and 32nd ranked teams That's going right. into That's right. That's better right. than the Lions. Jags are better than the Lions. So Damn straight. Um, so a little bit of background on the two of us. Yeah. Uh, a little bit more about our just our, our sports background. Um, neither of us are athletes or anything like no. that. But massive, <laughs> massive fans of, uh, of football. I love the Cowboys as well. Yeah. Uh, they were my team both first. from Dallas so. um, both from Dallas um, we're both very big fans of the San Antonio Spurs we're both also from San Antonio we actually have a pretty similar story yeah both born in San Antonio made our way up to Dallas at some point yeah. um, uh, and then we're also Texas A&M Aggies we are both graduates of A&M so absolutely so when it comes to college sports we live and die Maroon. So yeah, um, that's a little bit about us. Very excited. Some of those sports teams look like they're going to do well. Some of them not. A so lot much. don't. Um, uh, so tough time to be us right now. But, but yeah, we we figured that we'd introduce that part about ourselves just because it will come up. Uh, when, Absolutely. When A and M wins against Alabama, Oof. October tenth. Wow. Uh, you will be hearing about oh, it. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll do different segments in the show, too. But at the beginning of each show, we'll go through news and stuff. And uh, and those those headlines and stuff that we go through, not all of them will be football. No. It'll be no. about the sports do, world. Yeah. Um, it's just stuff we're interested in. So yeah. uh, we're happy to have you guys here with us to listen to us ramble about the stuff we love. <laughs> yeah. Our uh, three listeners will get a kick out yeah, of this. Yeah, um, So a little format... We have a few different uh, segments that we wanted to present. Uh, we're going to try and start every question with, or every show with a quick question, 
And let's hop into that now. Absolutely. Um, so the Jags had an interesting start to this week. And I wanted to ask you about it because we talk a lot, but yeah. I haven't brought this up. Um, so apparently it was a run-through day, walk-through day, which usually means no hitting and no pads. But apparently Urban Meyer, the uh, classic old-school coach he is, really wanted his players dressed out. And your franchise tagged left tackle Cam Robinson would not put his pads on. And it, and it, actually his pads were on, it was his dress pants was, that he did not want to put on. Padded pants, yeah. Um, so what happened, the story is that Urban Meyer, last week they were allowed to go through these walkthroughs without the padded pants if okay. they wanted to. So that was the deal. But the Jaguars did not play very well in their preseason game. Cam Robinson, Cam Robinson included. So they lost certain privileges, such as such as they have to wear their padded pants. Okay. And uh, so there was a miscommunication of some sort, or maybe Cam Robinson just was saying no to it, and there was a big kerfuffle. Do I make a big deal out of it? Not really. The biggest issue is just it's it's the kind of thing I the Jaguars are not a good team. No, they're not good. They're rebuilding. This is the kind of drama that you can't afford to be doing. No, you're wasting time. You're getting. You have players getting mad over having to wear pads. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so, when you're a bad team, it sucks to be in the news for shitty reasons. I'm a. I, I'm on the fence over whether or not Cam Robinson being franchise tag was even a good thing for the Jaguars. I'm right and there with you, buddy. So. Hearing this just makes me frustrated. Yeah, it just sucks because Cam Robinson is like not good enough of a player to be doing this. But yeah. also, Urban Meyer is not established enough of a coach to be making a huge like wasting an hour of practice over this. He didn't waste any practice. The only uh, so what happened was they like uh, Cam Robinson was a they showed up or. They decided to just let Cameron Robinson finish out the workout. Oh, really? Okay, I did not on. see that part. And after the workout, everyone went home except for the offensive linemen. All the offensive linemen stayed and did sprints. Actually, I like that. So I'm, like I'm down with it. I like I'm it. okay with that. Treat him If he wants to act like a high schooler, treat him yeah. like a high schooler. Yeah. Make him run. So and make his teammates run, too. I think get... likely he'll be wearing padded pants yeah. next time. I agree. So I'm, I'm actually into it. I'm... You know, I'm cautiously optimistic about the whole Urban Meyer thing, and I'm sure I'll talk about that more in a little bit. But um, I do like what he did in this. Yeah, that's this fine. Scenario. It just still it sucks to be in the news cycle. Right. Yeah. It's just it's something we don't need. No. Um, and then okay. So my yeah, quick gotta... question: Player you're most excited for on the Texans this season? The most excited to watch. So. There's a few different ways to address this. I think our defense is actually going to be fine. Like, okay, is fine like a top 20 defense? No. I'm saying not in the bottom 10. So a top 20 defense? No, like a top 22. Top 24. Okay. Okay. Top 24. Let's say that. Okay, top 24. Sure. I'm going to say that. Okay. So so I'm going to take... I'm going to address the player later but I'm excited to watch the Lovey Smith defense Lovey Smith 
was not a great head coach. But everywhere he's been, he was in Tampa, he was in Chicago, those were his most two notable stops, has had a pretty good defense. And the Texans don't have a ton of talent back there, but I think that he will get the most out of his talent. And I'm excited to watch that. Next, cautiously saying Davis Mills. Davis Mills. He only started 11 games in college. Mm -hmm. A lot of injuries. But we drafted him in the third round. We're going to have to stick him out there at some point. Absolutely. Hey, and the good news is the last guy I remember, the the knock on him being he's only played 11 games or something like 11 games. Do you remember who it was? I do not. Mitch Trubisky. So, oh, screw Bam. You. Uh, I did not. <laughs> that's not good news. <laughs> yeah, he was a starter for a couple of years. Yeah, a bad one. He had that one he five was your touchdown least game. Least favorite player in the NFL for like three seasons. I did hate. I did hate Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, so don't time. give me that. Uh, and if we're if we're just gonna bad mouth Davis Mills to start the podcast, I'll also say Nico Collins because apparently he's been impressing in practice. I have seen that. I have so. Seen um, Last question before we move on. Uh, this when, wasn't even in the show doc, so I get to... When do you want Davis Mills to be playing? Do you want week him out one. there week one? Week okay. one. Okay. And it's then, Tyrod Taylor. And then like, what's, the, what's the... Okay, how about... I should phrase it this way. How, what's the latest in the season you, you'd be... Like, what's the point in the season where Tyrod's still starting that you're like, this is ridiculous. Like, what are we doing? Week four. Week four. Okay. I mean... That's we know I mean. what Tyrod Taylor is. That's true. And he's going to win a couple games, and we don't want that. If Davis Mills is not going to be good, we don't want Tyrod Taylor to steal a game against the Jaguars. That's fair. Never going to happen, but fair. <laughs> I think it might. We're going to have a we're going to have a bet on ja- week one. Jaguars are going two two and zero against the. We're going to have a bet on week one by the time it comes up. But all right, let's uh, move on. I don't want to drag out the intro too much couple media headlines that I brought in. So Sam talked about we might go focus on a couple other sports to start the show. Just things we're interested in. First of all, Shohei fucking Otani. He's a baller. Pardon my French. We are going to cuss on this podcast. Uh, Hit his 40th home run the other night, Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. Also pitched eight innings and struck out six. Only allowed one run. Right. (laughs) Which, if you're not a crit, if you're not a big foot, uh, baseball fan or you don't know much about baseball, like I don't, that's a big deal. It's yeah. a ridiculous stat. Shohei Otani is leading the league in home runs. Mm-hmm. Brought in a couple other stats. That's 10 home runs more than fourth place. Uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. and Fernando Tatis are in second and third with 35 and 34 home runs, respectively. He's got a pretty good lead. Like, Oh, yeah. He should win the home run title. And there's not a whole lot of season left. No. Second, you ready for this one? He's the first major leaguer to hit 40 home runs in the same season he pitched 15-plus games. The previous most was in 1919 by a little guy named Babe Ruth, and he only hit 29 home runs and pitched 15-plus games. And that guy was called the Sultan of Swing. So this is is quite literally never been done. No. Um, this dude is awesome. I'm, ridiculous. I'm not even that big of a baseball fan, but I'm such a Shohei Otani fan. It's gonna be. He'll be the MVP, no question. Um, it's it's all. It's always fantastic to see um, 
athletes who are also minorities like absolutely crushing it too yeah like it's awesome the last asian american athlete or asian athlete that i remember crushing it in in baseball was ichiro yeah which he which he came to the league i don't know i want to say 20 years ago so yeah. it's, it's been a long there's time. not been a slugger like um, a time yeah in a long and it's time. it's it's really awesome to see so yeah. uh shoyatani is a beast yeah um next bit of news more disappointing i'm actually pretty mad about this i didn't text you about it summer league nba summer league just wrapped up the spurs hey our vegas over under on wins next year is 28 and a half we don't have a ton to look forward to no trey jones just balled out in the summer league he's incredible vegas's fourth leading scorer he had 24 points six assists Five rebounds yeah. was not named either the first or the second team. There were seven players on the first team. There were seven. I didn't seven. Even, I didn't even two look ties. at the. Um, I didn't even look at the teams. There were two ties. He should have been a first teamer, no doubt. I didn't even look at second team, and he didn't make that either. So I'm mad. I just wanted to get that out of the way. I don't know if you've got anything else to add to that, but no. I mean it. It do, it makes sense to me because people in the NBA, it's very easy for them to for some reason just not even think about San Antonio. Dude, totally I was right. That was gonna it's, be my take. It's it's mind blowing to me because we we're like we've been one of the best franchises in the league for the last twenty years. Twenty years. Yeah. And the second we're not making the playoffs, we're nothing. Yeah. It's like we're the kings or something. Yeah, no, um, exactly. So I do not want to sound too much like a homer, but they just don't think about San Antonio no. to send awards to. DeMar no, DeRozan should have been an All Star last year. They replaced, they filled in the empty spot with Mike Conley. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's it's frustrating to be to to see that stuff happen again and again. At the same time, uh, it's even I, the the thing I care more about though is that. The players see it the same way. Yeah, free oh. agency players don't come to us. Yeah, it just it doesn't sucks. happen. Yeah, so you know it's it's a constant problem there. But I, you know, you have faith in the coaching staff there. You have faith in who we can draft, and and we got a lot of great young talent that I'm excited to you watch. Hope, you hope people break out and it gets good enough to where we can bring in good free agents. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully you know. we'll see. All right, well uh, that's enough other sports. This is an NFL podcast. And uh, I think it's time we bring on the pain a little bit. Um, we've got more NFL news first that we'll run through. And then we've got our Texans-Jags updates. To start off, it's not looking good. But, no. all right, what matters in the preseason um, is my first question. And I'll answer it first also and then pass it to you. Sure. The performances of the five first-round rookie quarterbacks – Pretty good so far, including, so I just have the stats from first week, but Mac Jones also had a great night last night against Mm -hmm. the Eagles, filled in for Cam Newton, who also looked good, but I'll run through the stat lines really fast. Justin Fields, of course, is the one that everyone's talking about. He went 14 for 20, 142 passing yards, had a passing touchdown, also had 33 yards running, had another touchdown on the ground. Incredible performance. Yep. Very nice. Zach Wilson went six for nine. Nice. 63 passing yards. 
He looked pretty good. He had a few like out route throws that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Also missed a couple throws. He's a rookie. Right. Trevor Lawrence bounced back from a horrible first snap. He got strip sacked, actually picked up the ball, and then had like a phenomenal third and 13 completion. Uh, he went six for nine, also nice. Uh, 71 passing yards. Looked really good, including a deep bomb to Marvin Jones. Loved it. Loved it. Trey Lance, a little shakier, but also had th- the craziest throw of the preseason so far. He went five for 14. 128 passing yards and a passing touchdown. It was an 80-yard passing yeah. touchdown. Yeah. Uh, it was a crazy throw, though. It, it was, was fantastic. So good. So, um, and then Mac Jones' first game went 13 of 19, 87 yards. Uh, the craziest stat was he threw the ball in 2.53 seconds per attempt, which is just lightning fast. Which is really fast. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So I threw all those stats at you. Give me a good minute rundown on how you feel about that. Um, all these guys played well enough to be to not you know throw up the panic the panic sign here. No, um, they they've all been playing good, but this this all boils down to what I'm what I wrote down for what matters in the preseason, which is that one of my biggest points of the preseason is I don't care if people play well in the preseason. Like I don't, I almost don't care at all about it. If it if it's a starting caliber player, okay, if that's... it's a starting cal- caliber player, like all these guys should be. Yeah. If they play well, I expect that. I'm yeah. Like, I, I'm yes. happy I see it, but I expect it. I yeah. don't make a big deal. The only time I make a big deal about starters in the preseason is if they're disappointing. Okay, that's that's which, exactly what I was. Which ask. the only one um, that could be said is Trey Lance because you take away that one eighty yard bomb and it's. Yeah, rough, it shaky. It's a pretty rough... Uh, he had a couple dropped interceptions. Yeah, so... So Lance, did Trevor Lawrence, by the way. Trevor Lawrence did, yeah. So I don't care if they're doing well. Yeah. Um, I expect that all these guys were first-round picks. They should be starting within five weeks of the season, if not I earlier. agree. Um, so, I, so I expect them to do the well only one, And I, I would have said all four should start week one. The only one that I'm questioning now is Cam Newton because he looked so good last night. Again in the preseason. Yeah, again, we'll we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. The Eagles were not playing a ton of players. Right. But. Um, yeah. So if starters play, they better play good yeah, in the preseason. I agree. So I, I just I don't even when I hear someone went off in the preseason, it kind of just goes right over my head because I, I just yeah I, I'm not gonna put any it's not gonna change how I think of the player going into the season yeah it's just if they're bad right like, yeah we better watch this and beyond yeah. that the only all that matters is reps for your bench and 100 seeing what seeing what kind of depth you have and the yeah. energy level of the players and by energy level I mean same with it counts for starters too if a starter's in there I want to see them fired up to be in there I, I agree see them playing hard last night in the I keep bringing it up uh Ramondre Stevenson and J.J. Taylor, who are the third and fourth string running backs on the Patriots, both looked incredible. Both had huge runs. They were running over people. They were spinning around people. And to know, I mean, there's a chance that Sonny Michel is traded or cut going into the season. Certainly. But the Patriots have a lot of running back depth. they, They should win nine games next year. They very well could. They should nine and eight. That's doable for uh, them. De- it, I, it depends on Mac Jones. Their quarterback play depends on I Mac agree. Jones. Uh, yeah, but the preseason, it's 
I personally don't even watch that much preseason. No, like I I almost I never do. Yeah, so it's just I. It's too easy to see a good play and be like that player is going to be incredible, yeah. and then they play real NFL football and they get ran through. So yeah, it's yeah, it's, uh, just, it's it, important for coaches to see. It's important for these bench players to see and to fill out your roster, but for fans, no, it's just not. You got to remind yourself that it is the preseason. The Texans will will make the shift now. We beat the Packers. <laughs> we beat the Packers. Uh, let me bring up my notes. I think twenty-six to seven. So uh, Super Bowl. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. We sh- we're gonna win every game. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Calling it now. Uh, no, we'll make that shift now. Uh, I took a ton of notes. I watched um, like a uh, a like best plays of the preseason game for each team. Sure. Took a ton of notes, uh, and I think we should get into that now. Let's bring on the pain. Bring it on, man. Bring it on. Let's wallow a little bit. What do you got for me? Uh, in general, fuck field goals in the preseason. Unless it's Agreed. like unless it's like 35-plus yards, and you're trotting out your starting kicker to make sure that he can do it. If the Texans then, like... kicked two 30 or less yard field goals. It was like a 22 and a 28 yarder. So ridiculous. I was so mad. Field Why? <laughs> the game does not matter. It, it matters to the players that are playing them, whether or not they yeah. win. Certainly. But as a coach, you know it does not. You no. can go 0-4. It doesn't matter. No. And to go out there and intentionally do field goals... Is mind-boggling. Instead of running, go going for two-point plays, going on fourth down, yep. trying these, getting these players the closest thing to a real NFL rep in that, yep, as possible. Do yeah, it, just it, it's run ridiculous. your hurry up in the red zone. Try and get your quarterback used to that situation. Do that type of stuff. The other general problem I have with the NFL right now is the taunting rules. Oh, we, the new taunting. We rules. should have said that at the start of the show. The new taunting rules are bullshit. Awesome. They are ridiculous. A part of the magic of football is someone absolute, is some running back absolutely running through someone and then getting all of, all up in. Their oh my face god! Back. Yes, taunting is the is one Guy of the best parts. Mossing of, someone and then spinning the ball at their feet. Yeah, like that is. You're and gonna both give a guy. Those things are illegal. You're gonna, next year. you're gonna give a guy 15 yards for John and another player. That's ridiculous. No, yeah, I'm. If I was so mad. Anything I... below literally fighting should be okay. I agree. And in, in, in years past, the worst that they would flag for is someone is language is someone calling someone out, and that's not even going to be like close to the top of the worst that'll be called next year. Mm-hmm. There's already been calls in the preseason that have been ridiculous. Yeah. So. Get ready because I I have a feeling what's going to happen is they're going to be very heavy on the flags for the first five weeks. It's going it to be, be ridiculous, less. and it's going to and it's and they're going to lessen it. They're going to yeah. lessen it because people are going to be furious about yeah. it. Yeah, because two taunting penalties is an automatic ejection. I don't know. If really? You that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So say DeAndre Jalen Ramsey is not going to be able to play. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, I hate it. I, I will say, to put one little positive spin on it, I was listening to the Ringer NFL show, different NFL podcast, and Kevin Clark said on it, uh, 
when you outlaw something, only outlaws break that rule. So it's just going to be like the Jalen Ramseys or people that are like, give me the 15-yard penalty, give me the $20,000 fine, I don't fucking care. Yeah. I just blew someone up to end the drive, whatever it is, you know. Right. It's still going to hurt the game for the first couple of weeks. Um, as give far me, as the give t- me your Jags for okay, I'll go. First. I'll go Jags first, and I'll go Texans, and then we'll yeah, flip. Yeah, uh, I'll go Jags first. Um, the biggest stuff that I, the only stuff that I'm really wor- caring about right now, obviously, uh, Lawrence is a big deal. That's yeah. a big deal. Great, whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I'm trying not to make it make too big of a deal Dude, before he even yeah, plays it. That's fair. I would be the stuff I'm more interested. I've done that in private on my own time. (laughs) I'll do it again. That's fine. The stuff I'm more interested in talking about is the Travis Etienne hype. Uh, Yeah, he's our he's the other first First round pick we had uh, from Clemson. He's Trevor Lawrence's guy. A lot of people were mad because we had James Robinson already. Which is fair. The pick is done. The pick is already on the team. And now that that it's done, I'm warming on it. Uh, to be oh, honest, dude, he is so everything, talented. Everything that's coming out of camp is saying that he is incredible. Yeah, I've seen um, on the on the ridiculous side of the spectrum. I've seen uh, comments like he's going to be the next Alvin Kamara in the league, which is ridiculous. But that's just to say that's just to prove that people are very high on him. That's yeah. All I'm saying. Oh yeah. I disagree with the Alvin Kamara stuff, but people are very high on what he's been doing. Very high. He's been catching a ton of passes. They've been splitting him out wide. They've been doing everything with him and. Listen, if we put a first-round pick into him, I want that guy heavily involved. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. So, And if he's yeah. as talented as they say, then that's that can only be a good thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited about that. And the other thing is we need to figure out our secondary. 100%. Because we have Griffin. We have Shaquille, yeah. we have Shaquille uh, Griffin, um, who's a great corner. Yeah. He's a really good corner. He should probably be your cornerback, too. And he's going to be. Honest. Well, he's, going, he's one of our starting cornerbacks. Yeah. That's the bottom line. He's, he's locked in at one. Uh, the other one is probably going to be C.J. Henderson, our first-round pick from last year, or Tyson Campbell, who we picked in the second round this year. And both have their issues. C.J. Yes. Henderson still coming back from an injury, so we don't know and yet. maybe on the trade block? So, yeah, who knows? Rumors about him being on the trade block. But he didn't really get the chance to grow no, into anything 100%. last year. No, 100%. He was the number one corner on a bad team. Yeah, so so he, he there's still every chance that he could be really good. Yeah. He could grow into something good, but we need to get him out on the field and figure out what we have in him. Tyson Campbell, word from camp was good, and then he let in a huge touchdown uh, yes, in the preseason. First week. So he's had yeah. a, a lot of ups and downs, and we just need, we need to shore up that defense. Yeah, we I need, agree. We and it's, it's a out. multi-year process. Yeah, yeah. So what I really want to see is C.J. Henderson get a lot of snaps this year. Yes. Healthy snaps. Figure out if he's good. Yeah. And if he's not, then you pay money to bring in another corner. Right. Um yeah, going back to the ETN thing, I am all about surrounding Trevor Lawrence with as much talent as possible. Absolutely. Because y'all, y'all have a lot of good skill players. Absolutely. As a Texans fan, I'm very jealous. However, the one thing that was kind of noticeable the first night was the offensive line. It's a problem. Yeah. It is a problem. We yeah. do... Andrew Norwell's out for one more week. He's coming back. Which is going to be huge. Um, He's like a top 10, 15 guard in the league, probably. Yeah. We have we have a couple injuries along the out, two other offensive line injuries to guys that play significant snaps. 
So I, I do think it gets it will better. get better than it looks. Um, but I, it is a worry. It's a yeah. real worry. Trevor Lawrence is going to get sacked a good amount. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to um, Joe Burrow him. Yeah, so it's it's a real worry. We need to focus on that in the coming years. For the sure. only hope is, or not the only hope, but a big hope of mine as a Jags fan through proximity to mm-hmm. you is that you don't full Bengals it and also don't address it the next year. Right, right. Add because, another wide receiver in the draft. <laughs> because the Jags will have a lot of early picks next year. Certainly. It should all be on secondary and offensive line, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, yeah, the only thing that I wanted to say about the Jags, Lawrence looks super confident. And a little side note, uh, I heard on another podcast, ESPN Daily, um, that he the first move he made when he showed up in Jacksonville was he spent five hours at the stadium went into every office, every room, talked to every single person in the building, which I really like. He he looks the part. He's acting the part. Yeah. From and he and he plays the part. And, and he's not acting like a douchebag out right. there. Not saying I was the number one overall pick. Treat me with respect. From he's a rookie. He's acting like a rookie. From everything I've seen and everything I've heard on Trevor Lawrence, he's as real a deal as you can see yeah. before he plays his first NFL yeah. game. So I am all the way in on the Trevor Lawrence hype train. He, Trevor Lawrence is the end-all, be-all for the next five to hopefully 20 years of the franchise. Yeah, I mean, so the Jags he's, would he's like 15 deal. years. Yeah, so um, if he's as good as people say he is, that'll be really nice. It will. It will. Hey, Andrew Luck came in. He was uh, Trevor Lawrence is the most hyped quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck came in. They were immediately a playoff team. Mm-hmm. You never know. You never know. All right, my uh, Texans takes. Um, need to see the O-line at full strength. Like two days before our first preseason game, all three of our top tackles, Laramie Tunsil, Titus Howard, Roger Johnson, all were put on the COVID list. Marcus Cannon, our fourth tackle, is on the pup still. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started... I've, I've heard of Charlie Heck only because we drafted him as a guard and he's now a tackle. Yep. And uh, I've not heard of Jordan Te- Jordan Steckler. Neither so, have I. Those were our starting tackles, and we still beat the Packers twenty six to seven. So our offense looked awful, though. We we ran the ball a lot. Yeah. Um, what I would say is I I kind of disagree with you a little bit. Just like Laramie Tunsil. I don't really care if I see him out there. No, I'm saying we, we need to see it at full strength. I, yeah, when, the, when, we get to the the full, when we get to the regular season, yes, you want your guys back. Yeah. Right now, it doesn't really matter. No, hopefully we have uh, some For the next here. couple weeks. Yeah, I, I think it's only for a team like the Texans, who need help at almost every position, uh, it's only a good thing to get as many guys as there as possible. This 53-man roster, I think you prioritize the guys who put in the hard work. Yeah, have room to grow, so not yes. not a lot of old guys. No, uh, a lot of room to improve. Uh, yeah, character guys, work ethic guys. One hundred percent. The guys that'll be our depth down the line. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, and then um, you know some some of those guys might even break out and be be good starters. Yeah. And the other thing that's important is setting up uh, setting up the culture of the team to as a as a winning culture uh, for people to come into and succeed in. Um, I agree. 
because it's easy for players to get put on a team like that or the Jaguars and feel like they're going nowhere. They're they're just this team is just losing. It's hard to be there. And that'll be the next couple the, years for the, the Texans. The teams that bounce back are the teams that get guys to buy in. Yeah. So yeah. you need to get guys. Emphasize to buy the in. culture, and that's why we brought in the old guys. Yeah. Yeah, those guys, if, you can, if you can find some old guys that are excited to be there, it's yeah. fantastic. I agree. Um, I had some quick notes I wanted to run through. First, Chris Conley is now a Texan. He was a Jaguar for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He is going to be our second wide receiver behind Brandon Cooks, and he made some great throw or great catches. He's not a bad wide receiver. No, he's just had injury issues. Right. Um, this Jay Sternberger, guy out of AM, made a huge catch down the middle, like on the Packers' first drive, like 60 yards. Revenge game. Texans are going to give up a lot of that. Like a oh, lot. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant Jay Sternberger had made it onto the Texans or something. No, no, no. He's on the Packers. He's still he made on the a Packers huge catch down the middle. Uh, Jordan Love looked pretty good. Texans defense, but he looked pretty good. Yeah. Again, going back to your thing, you hope he looks good, right. but he made some good throws. Uh, I, I kept making notes to myself. We've uh, first it was fuck field goals. Then it was we've kicked three field goals so far. Then the next note is four with a bunch of exclamation points. At least he's made all of them. There you go. So um, lining. Then I stopped watching because Davis Mills and Jordan Love were pulled. But the defense got three turnovers. A lot of fumbles by the Packers. Um, so that was good. Jags, Lawrence looked confident. LaVisca looked super shifty. I mean, like oh. like breaking ankles left and right. Oh, yeah. Um, LaVisca's a baller. Marvin Jones looked really good. Trevor Lawrence had a ton of time on that catch. Marvin Jones is... So underrated. He's always underrated, and I, I love that he's on the team now because he's going to be... He's our, you know, wide one. receiver two, three, no, one. No, he's your something, one. Something like that. But he is, he's going to come in and he's going to ball out. He's, he's going to ball out. He's going to be He's going to have a good amount of touchdowns. Lawrence. And it's, yeah, having a guy like that who's perennially un- underrated is is huge for a guy like Trevor Lawrence. Uh, yeah, so my, my last note here really quick is Case Keenum played longer than Trevor Lawrence did. Lawrence played like two drives and huh, then Minshew yeah. had the rest of the game. Yeah. Baker didn't play, so Keenum started the game. Keenum played into the half. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, Trevor tough. Lawrence is going to play maybe a drive per game yeah. for the rest of the preseason. It's Which, not as he happen. should. It's, yeah. it's not going to happen. Which, um, again, I, I'm fine with. If the, I mean, if the coaching staff think he's, thinks he's ready, yeah. why is he playing in the preseason? I agree. He's getting sacked in the preseason? That's something you can't have. I, uh, yeah, yeah. That first st- sack was tough. Um, yeah, so we both made similar notes uh, for both teams. We're going to get destroyed in coverage. Uh, both coverage, both teams' coverage linebackers may be the worst in the NFL. Um, and then you want to say your note for both teams? Oh, yeah. So I talked about the, the building and atmosphere. That, that goes for both of them. Um, it's going to be interesting with Urban Meyer, first-time head coach. Yeah. Um, and David Coley, baby. Yeah, that's true. Um, seeing what kind of what kind of atmosphere they try and bring in, um, it's, it's quite it's quite an experiment with both those guys. Uh, and then I'd say it's a positive 
experiment with Urban Meyer. They are looking for good things. With David Coley, I am super convinced that the Texans were like, all right, we're going to be so bad for the next two or three years. Let's hire whoever. He's a placeholder. Yeah, he's a placeholder. Hopefully he instills good culture, but we weren't going to hire like a uh, Eric Bieniemy from the Chiefs who was going to come in and get crushed. David Coley, this is a first-time head coach at 62 years old yeah. or something like he, that. He was brought in because people around the league love him. Yeah, and he's, he's a and culture he's a great culture. Yeah, so, so. I, I, it's honestly not a bad hire. Uh, the other thing is, for both these teams, is remember, you're rebuilding. You're yes. focused on minimizing mistakes, player progression, and you know it's going to be an uphill battle. We're going to lose a lot of games in the next sure couple are. years. I, so. uh, I have proclaimed to my friends in our group message that I am an NFL Red Zone fan for the time being. Nah, you're a, I've heard Oscar Barkas say that he was no longer a Texans fan more times than I can remember. And I still and keep still dragging here, myself so back. I don't believe it for yeah. a second. Yeah, we will have the Texans game on every week. Yeah. We like the pain. There's a we, reason this, is, this, this podcast has its name. Yeah, we hate ourselves. We're here for it. Uh, all right, you want to uh, let's get into our next segment, which is going to be something that we are going to try and do pretty much every week, mm-hmm. and it's called wallowing in denial. And full name credits go to Sam McFadden. Here's the little blurb that I wrote out. This is a segment that we're going to include every episode or couple of episodes. The premise is that one of us presents the other with a depressing and sometimes horrifying factor statistic about the Texans or Jags. Mm-hmm. The other host then has to defend that action with the denial only known to fans of shitty sports teams. I personally am very excited for this. Which is going to just suck so bad. Because I really like bringing up terrible facts about other people's sports teams. Because there, so there are a ton about the Jags, too. <laughs> there so. are. There are. So I'll, I'll have to figure out good stuff. So for the first couple weeks of this, we are going to bring the pain upon ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're going to do the research about our own teams uh, to look forward to some stuff. We did our worst draft moves that we're going to talk about later. Mm-hmm. We're doing the people that most negatively affected the team later. We also have the positive yeah. flip sides of both bit. of those that we'll talk about. But um, we're for, gonna start today. Yeah, for today we're just we we feel like we're gonna start, um, especially if there are uh, listeners that aren't super big Jags or Texans fan. Uh, we're gonna walk you guys through how we got to where we are, where it all started, what we the big moves that have happened uh, in the last you know twenty years of, of our franchises being around, and how we got to sucking today. Um, and then after that, we'll go through each of our worst moments as a fan of, of our respective franchises, which and they're pretty spoiler, similar. Actually, they're, they're pretty rough, and they're so, like similar-ish. They're pretty similar, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'll you, start. Yeah, you start, start with how we guys, got to where we today. Uh, a little bit of background on the Jaguars. Give me an oral history on the Jaguars. Oh, I will. So the Jaguars came to the league through the 1995 expansion draft. Steve Bearline was our first pick in that draft. He started four games for us. Oh, God. Um, started four games, and then he was off the team. The good news is he was the, a quarterback. The guy, he was a quarterback. Sorry, yes, he was our starting quarterback for four games. The good news is the backup to him who took over was one Mark Brunel, who's the best quarterback in Jaguars, in Jaguars history. history. Very good. So, good, good bounce back. Um, the owners Shahid Khan 
He bought the team in 2012 for not very much because the Jaguars have always sucked. Um, <laughs> he had a couple of coaches through the years. Tom Coughlin before he went to the Giants. Jack Del Rio before he went to the Raiders. Mike Malarkey, Gus Bradley, Doug Marone, and finally Urban Meyer. A lot of big NFL names. A lot of big NFL names, names with varying success, and some of which lasted less than a season. Mike Malarkey. Uh, uh, we also have three Hall of Famers uh, in the last 25-ish years. Tony Baselli is an offensive lineman. Great Fantastic offensive lineman. lineman. Jimmy Smith, who was a baller at the wide receiver position. And Fred Taylor, who's the best running back we've in ever had. Jags history. Fantastic. And you drafted Leonard Fournette fourth overall. And we did draft Lenny. Playoff Lenny, fourth overall. Uh, and he was good for a year. <laughs> so that was great. Uh, we've had so we've had plenty of starting quarterbacks. Tons. Plenty. Uh, run, but run through the here big we ones. go. These are the ones that have started at least eight games for us. Mark Brunel. 117 games. Fantastic Phenomenal. Jaguar. We had a lot of success with him. Yeah. Ch- conference championships. We didn't win, but we went to uh, two of them with him. Yeah, um, in the first, like, five years. In the first five years. Yeah, yeah, we were very good with Mark Brunel. Uh, Byron Leftwich, 44 games. He is a the offensive coordinator for the... Bucks. Yeah, so he is a great coach. Yes. Not a great... He was very mediocre as a quarterback. Uh, <laughs> David Garrard, 75 games. Pretty good. Blaine Gabbert, 27 games. Super bad. <laughs> yes. I'm just throwing in my comments. Chad, Chad Henney, 22 games. Hey, he won a playoff game last year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not for us. For the Chiefs. Uh, yeah. Blake Bortles, 73 games. <laughs> the boat. <laughs> hey, hey. Blake Bortles was this close. To going to a Super Bowl. To, in my opinion, being the favorites to win a Super Bowl. Against the Rams. The Rams. And the Rams played super bad in that Super Bowl. Yeah. And it was because they got shut down. Their offense got shut down by Blake the Blake Bortles team. would still be the Jaguars quarterback. But we'd, have a, but we'd have a Super Bowl. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, okay, so... And then Gardner Minshew, 20 games. Gotta love the George Love guy. Gardner Minshew. Love him to death. Um, I think we should trade him, but I love him. Yeah. We've had one division title in 2017, <laughs> which is rough. One that, is, wait, one ever? It won ever because I think they introduced division titles. Oh, you're late, right. You're right. Um, late. Because I'll get to it in a little bit. But we've had one division title since they were introduced. That was in 2017. Um, we've had uh, several playoff appearances. 1996, went to a conference championship. Yes, sir. Uh, 1997, 1998, 1999, went to a conference championship. Yes, sir. 2005, 2007, and 2017, another conference championship. Nice. So we've been to three conference championships, lost all three of them. Hey, I'll get to it But we're getting closer and closer to winning one. That's a big jump from 99 to 2017. (laughs) Yes. Almost 20 years. Says the guy who's never been to a conference championship. Shut up. So uh, we've been to three of them. Big games, big games. Our overall record since uh, since our first game is 184 and 246. Really bad. Super bad. Really, really bad. That's including regular season and and, uh, playoffs. Ooh, I did not do that. Postseason record, 7-7. It's fine. And outside of the conference championship, we're actually positive in the playoffs. Yeah, seven and four. Ooh. Seven and four. So not bad. Good job. Just Jaguars. the conference championship we're bad in. 
Um, our best season ever was 1999. We went 14 and two. That was the that was a NFL best. That was the best. Yeah. The best in the league. Um, and then our worst season was last year, one and 15. Recent. Uh, so got you. And, and honestly, as far as one and 15 seasons go, it wasn't that bad. No, because no, the Jets we were a knew worse we were going to be terrible. The Jets were a worse team last year. Yeah, and we and frankly, we saw quite a few good things from the Jaguars yeah. over that time. And so. you were wanting them to get Trevor Lawrence. Yes, yeah. and I was hoping you were, for them to get when, Trevor Lawrence. When they won the first game against the Colts, you were like, oh no, where are we going? Yeah, yeah. So so that's a, that's a very, very, very brief history on the Jags, just what we've been through. Um, the large majority of seasons, we've been very bad. I think since 2012, we've had a losing record every season except for 2017. Um, which is just tough. Just so hard. really tough. And that's so, like when you became a fan. I Yes. If, uh, for those of you listening, I became a fan. Before um, that 2017 season. I became a fan the season, or not the season before, the summer before the 2017 season. Bought started. a uh, Jalen Ramsey jersey. Bought a Jalen Ramsey jersey. It and went it all, all in. It all started, a little background on me, it all started because I told Oscar, who we were roommates for our freshman year of college, I said to him, the Jaguars are going to be really good. They're going to make the Super Bowl. That's what I said. He to did him. before the season. Before the season started. Yeah. And they started. Sam's good. hottest take ever. And I watched it, and they they should have made the Super Bowl. They should. have. We'll talk well, about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll get into that in one second. But uh, Oscar, you want to take us through the uh, yeah. Texans history? The uh, just as depressing history. Um. So we joined the league in 2002 as the newest expansion fr- franchise. Uh, we are the newest NFL team, which does not excuse a whole lot because it is our 20th season. Um, the Jags and the Texans are actually the two newest teams. The Panthers and the Jags joined at the same time in 95. Texans joined in 2002. So for being bad teams, at least we have the, the young excuse. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, we replaced the Oilers in Houston, who moved to Tennessee and became the Titans in 96. My dad... Will still never watch a Tennessee Titans game. If the Texans play them, he is so pissed. Um, so yeah, he has still never forgiven a twenty-five year wound. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were founded by Bob McNair. He died in twenty eighteen and was replaced to Cal McNair, who we'll talk about a lot uh, in twenty eighteen. We've had four non-interim coaches: Dom Capers. Uh, was our first coach. He went 18 and 46 in five years. Mm -hmm. So bad. Was replaced by Gary Kubiak, who in my opinion is our best coach ever. 2006 to 2013. Had a losing record, went 61 and 64. He had a lot of bad teams. Oh, yeah. Uh, But he made made the most out of them. Bill O'Brien was our most recent head coach from 2014 to 2020. He went 52 and 48. Honestly... A very league average coach who ruined himself by being the worst general manager the league has seen in a long time. Wow. This side of Jerry Jones. Yeah. I will, uh, it will take me a long time to get over the pain that Bill O'Brien's caused me, but it's okay. It'll take, that's a, what, it'll take quite a few years to get past what he's done to the Texans. Yeah. That's, this, this is my therapy session, this podcast. I just pointed to the mic and you guys are my therapists uh and now we have david coley who we talked about he's a placeholder but i'm excited to see 
what the team looks like with him. Uh, shout out to our two interim head coaches. Wade Phillips took over when Gary Kubiak was fired. And then Romeo Cornell took over when Bill O'Brien was fired. Neither one of them did very well, but they were both good coaches when they were with the Texans. Sure. Until they had to be the interim head coach. Uh, we have one Pro Football Hall of Famer, soon to be a few more. Uh, but our Hall of Famer is Ed Reed, who did not make the Hall of Fame for his work on the Texans. <laughs> uh, he was really bad with the Texans. But we have a Hall of Famer. He was on the team. Uh, Andre Johnson is going to be a first ballot this year. He will be a Hall of Famer. He will be a Hall of Famer. So we're going to have that him. And then J.J. Watt will make it eventually. We'll, we'll have Watt a couple. J.J. Watt will be a first ballot guy once yeah. he gets there. Uh, Deshaun Watson would have been. Could have been. Yeah, we uh, we're not going to mention Deshaun. We're not going to mention that story yet. We'll, right. We'll get into that later, and then we have one Ring of Honor player, Andre Johnson. Uh, quarterbacks who have started more than eight games: David Carr with seventy-five, Sage Rosenfels with ten, Matt Schaub with eighty-eight, Case Keenum with ten, Ryan Fitzpatrick with twelve, Brian Hoyer with nine, Brock Osweiler with fourteen, Tom Savage with nine. And Deshaun Watson with 53. That whole list is just a big middle finger to me, yeah. personally. That, Like, Matt Schaub is our best quarterback of all time. Yes. Now that Deshaun Watson is that not is a, on the uh, team. It's a rough... It's a rough break, I will and say. That's and that's just Schaub, so bad. Matt Schaub is... Not a bad backup. No, no. It was a great backup with the Raiders and Falcons until he retired. Uh, not a good starter. So, feel bad for Gary Kubiak. Have won six AFC South championships, 2011 and 2012, with Gary Kubiak. He took Matt Schaub, won the division, and won a playoff game. All, cred- all kudos to Gary Kubiak. Then in 2015, 16, 18, and 19 with Bill O'Brien, he won two conference championships with, I think, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Brian Hoyer as his quarterback. So, pretty good. Uh, those six times are the only times that we've made the playoffs. We had to win the division at nine and seven or ten and six to make the playoffs. Uh, we are the only team in the league history who have never made it to a conference championship. Yeah. Not league history. The only current team who have right. not made a conference championship. Tough overall record of one thirty-five and one sixty-nine. Nice, not nice. Uh, playoff record of four and six. Four and two in the wild card round, which is fine, I guess. It just means we haven't made it very far in the playoffs. Uh, and then our best season was twelve and four in twenty twelve, and we have two times having the worst record, which was two and fourteen. We did it in two two thousand five, our first, no, not our first year, uh, and then twenty thirteen, the follow up year to twenty twelve, yeah. uh, which was our best season ever. So. Quite a difference. That is what got uh, Bill O'Brien or Gary Kubiak fired. <sighs> that was a lot to get off my chest, I know. Sam. I know. That hurt me this It hurts. Day. It hurts a lot. It's okay. Uh, so we're going to just put ourselves in more pain now? That's why we're here. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll start us off on our worst moments as a fan. Though. I'll yeah, please rest. please let me rest. My worst here. moment. You You all probably have heard of this. Remember it well. 2017 AFC Championship game. 
The Jaguars are playing the pa- the New England Patriots. We're up by we're up by ten. Twenty to ten in the fourth quarter. The Patriots are driving down the field. Miles Jack, our linebacker, tackles their running back, forces the fumble. Picks up the ball and starts running down the field. Nothing but daylight in front of him. No, he's he's scoring be a, a touchdown. touchdown. He'd he, score a touchdown. Yeah. We'd be up by oh, 17 he did, points. You're saying he didn't score a touchdown. He was ruled down by contact. <laughs> he was ruled down by contact. Because when he tackled the running back, while, they called that. While down. I'm talking about this, I implore you, Oscar, and you listeners to look up the video real quick. And oh, watch I've seen it one it. more time. I've seen it. Because it is ludicrous yeah. that that was called down. He he did not have he didn't even have close to control of the ball until no. he was well clear of the yes. running back. He stands up and he's clear to get a touchdown. Win the game. And that would win the game. Up by seventeen. Put Going the, put into the, the fourth quarter. Yeah. No, already in the fourth quarter. Oh. Like ten minutes left. Yeah. So so yeah, they call I'll, it down. I'll stop you right there. Mm. All of our friends are Cowboys fans, including sort of us, on a, to a lesser extent. All of them will complain about Dez. Des caught it forever, and I do think that he caught it. Mm-hmm. This Miles Jack play is so much more clear. It's ridiculous. So much more clear. It's ridiculous. The running back didn't even try to touch him no. or anything. Um, so he he's called down. Jaguars ball still. Still great. Three and out. Give the Patriots back like the ball. Morals. Give the Patriots back the ball. Later on, uh, Jaguars with their fantastic defense. So good. They had let up one play. Of third of of more than third, fifteen yards on third down all season, one time in the entire season they get the they get Tom Brady in the in the Patriots to a third and eighteen. Danny Amendola twenty one yard gain, converts it. They get a touchdown. Yada yada yada. Pat's comeback win. The Jaguars suck again. And that is the end of the Jaguars. And why I think that why I say that the Jaguars would have been the favorites is because the Jaguars defense was better that year than the Patriots' defense was. Maybe, regarded as one of the best defenses in the NFL in the last 20 years. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic defense. And what happened in that Super Bowl? The Rams got shut down. By the Patriots. They couldn't do anything. By the Patriots' defense. And I think we could have done the same thing. So, Miles, just... Watch the play. You'll understand. Watch the play. And put yourselves in, in the shoes of a fan. Sam has gone to sleep so sad so oh. many times in his life because of that play. Keeps me up at night. Do you want to make me do you want me to make you feel a little bit better? Yes. Okay. Yes. So the Texans, twenty eighteen. Oh. AFC Division twenty nineteen, sorry. AFC divisional round. The Titans had just beat the Ravens. The best two teams maybe in the league this mm-hmm. year for sure in the AFC, are the Chiefs and the Ravens. Titans, our divisional rival, had just beat the Ravens and were waiting for us in the conference championship, waiting for the winner of this game. I went into this saying, Patrick Mahomes is so fucking good. We're going to lose. Let's at least look fine. Yeah. That didn't end up happening. That's not how it went. We were up 24 to 0. Pretty good way into the second quarter. Looks phenomenal. We were looking so good. And all of my friends will remember this game for the rest of my life because we were at Buffalo Wild Wings and I was losing my shit. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, we win this game. We could beat the Titans. Yeah. There's a chance. Totally. 
and we'd make our first conference championship game ever. Maybe go to the Super Bowl and lose to the 49ers. But we'd make it to the Super Bowl maybe. Like, I was losing my shit. I don't want to go into the exact plays that happened. Uh, There was a fumble on a kickoff that was returned for a touchdown. There was a huge Travis Kelsey, like, 50-yard touchdown where he just broke every tackle possible. And we lost the lead, the 24-0 lead, by the half, by halftime. Uh, and from then on, we scored seven more points, and they were an embarrassing seven points. Lost the game 51-31. to 31. Dropped the 50-burger on you. They did. They uh, and then they won the 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 championship. They won. They did. They were the champions. The Super Bowl does not make me feel that much better, man. I'll be honest. It should. It should. Um. So yeah, that was the end of the the Texans regime as we saw it. Bill O'Brien was fired after four games. The last the next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deshaun Watson is now facing a lot of issues we've shed talent we traded deandre hopkins we let jj watt walk and the team is so different like completely different basically like went from a top 15 roster to a the worst team in the league um that's all i want to say about that so was Tyron Matthews still on the team? Yes, and then he the went time? to the Chiefs. No, 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 because he won the won the he won championship. the Super Bowl with him. So he he yeah. left the year before. Yeah, he he was only a one year player. But um, what's his what's his name? Other defensive end was still there. Jadavian Clowney was, was still there. Uh, <laughs> the saga of our linebacking core was still good. Yeah. Whitney Merciless, Bernardrick McKinney. We had Jonathan Joseph and Kareem Joseph still. Or Kareem Jackson. Hadn't traded for Barkevius Mingo yet. <laughs> oh, we'll get into that. <laughs> That's enough pain, Sam. Let's <laughs> let's wrap this episode up. Uh, yeah. Uh, we got a few last-minute things to do. I see you've added some quick questions that I do want to address. But we will. This was a fantasy show at one point. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's do a fantasy corner. Sure, absolutely. I'll start us off. I'm big on... Michael Gallup this year. Really? Yeah. So uh, another podcast that we listen to strictly for fantasy is called the Fantasy Footballers. They did a episode recently or a segment recently about how when there are three wide receivers from the same NFL team being drafted in the top 60 receivers, it usually does not go well. I'm saying screw that. Cowboys offense is going to be as long as Dak stays healthy. The Cowboys offense will be top three at the end oh, of yeah. the league. At, and at the end of the Michael season, Michael Gallup's a good player, and it's not like he's being drafted that high. No, you that's can get him that's as the a thing. Ninth round pick he's like a that. late round pick. Late round pick yeah. Whereas the other two receivers, Ceedee Lamb and Amari Cooper, are both third. second or third rounders. And I like the late round value because Michael Gallup will still see the field a lot. Yes, will still absolutely. be a good flex player. Mm-hmm. And then, if one of the two other guys goes down to injury, Amari Cooper is already injured. Mm-hmm. He is a Let's top go. twenty-four wide receiver. Absolutely. So yeah. that's so like that's my fantasy corner. You got you got something for me? My fantasy corner. Which player am I just all over right now? 
Okay, I'll tell you a player that I've really been getting more and more high on okay. recently that I have not been in the past, I'm, really. I'm excited. Is David Montgomery. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, like, wow. David Montgomery as a running back. I like it. He's just, he's going to touch the ball a So lot. much. And the, so much. And I think the offense, especially when Justin Fields starts playing, is going to be pretty dang good. And until Justin Fields starts playing, they're going to hand the ball off. A yeah, lot. exactly. So, and when, like, Justin Fields will be passing more, but there's going to be more store, scoring opportunities. So it all, like, evens out. And Dave Montgomery finished off the last season super well. Um, so he's a player that, before this season, like, he was a player that I didn't even pay attention to. I always knew, like, oh, he's a top 24 guy. But I don't really care. He's not. He's not changing. He's not changing anything for me that much. But I'm kind of in on him this year. Uh, I like it. Yeah, and uh, maybe it goes wrong because things don't seem to go well for Matt Nagy and the Chicago Bears recently. Or David Montgomery. But um, usually, I'm kind of in on it right now. I as an RB two, am fine with it. I'll I'll tell you that much. I. I just can't he okay he was on my fantasy team for a little bit last year so I can't be that mad just every time I hear the name David Montgomery <laughs> I think of this graphic that was on during an Iowa State game which is where David Montgomery went he, he was the running back quote Frankenstein this was played oh, yeah. this was played during an ESPN broadcast the feat of Saquon Barkley the vision of Le'Veon Bell the strength of Ezekiel Elliott and the athleticism of Sony Michelle. <laughs> God, what a terrible graphic. So, like, I have a lot of reasons why that graphic's bad. But I do, I like you throwing that name out, Sam. He's got, he's got every chance to be great. Like, he's, he's, it's on him he's to got screw a, it up. He's got a pathway to being a top 12 running back. He's got the type of uh, workload that could get him there. I don't yeah. think he will, but he's got the workload, and he's—I think he's safe enough to where he's not going to disappoint you. He is safe as he's, a running back he's too. Running back eighteen or yeah. something yeah. off yeah. the board. So if you draft so. him there, he's not yeah. going to disappoint that. So I'm—I'm I'm warming on it. Yeah. And also, Antonio Gibson's going to be a baller this season. Sam, I love Antonio. Sam Gibson. in our big league oh. gets to keep Antonio Gibson in the sixth round. Oh so. my goodness. He is going to be so good this year. I am so excited to, to watch Washington in general. I agree. But he's going to be awesome. I agree. Him and Scary Also, Terry. speaking of mm. Washington, they a lot of news has been made about their new name, which they're going to pick for – they've got one more season as a football team, then they're going to pick a new name. I say keep the football team. I was just going to say – I like it. I – I like the football team. I like it. I it's like, like I like the logo. I like it all. Yeah, I'm no, it's it. clean. Yes, it looks yes. good. And you're you're you have cornered the market. Your brand. Yes, that's just your deal. Your yes. brand. Oh, people like it. People like it. Keep it. Don't mess it up. All right. Uh, yeah, we should. That's close our fantasy this out. corner. Um, just two really quick things. Yeah. We'll go through them fast. What's what's the Texans' record at the end of the season? My dream record. No, no what realistic. I'm gonna give you my dream record, okay, and then and a realistic. Then, sure, sure. Dream record two and fifteen. We suck. We're so bad. Win a couple of games, but still win win bad. a couple because it's gonna you, it's almost impossible to win zero. Right. Which the Texans could do. We have the best odds. It's like fifteen percent odds mm-hmm. to go zero and seventeen or something like that. 
Um, Dream is two and fifteen. That way, we get the number one pick, draft a Spencer Rattler, whoever the number one sure, pick is sure. at quarterback. Realistic, four and thirteen. Okay. Okay. If we you go, can fumble your way into four wins. If we win five games, I'm convinced that the Lions will have the number one pick. Oh, definitely, definitely. And um, I will be beating myself up <laughs> over that. When you're a team that's this bad and you don't get the number one pick, it's it hurts. hard. Yeah. Okay. It's you hard. you give me your Jags record. All right. Dream record. Yeah. Dream. Ten wins. Wow. Ten wins. That's dream. That's what and I think. That's, got his and I first think that's year. the highest we'll go. Is ten. Yeah, highest, that's, that, that would that's be. That's the that's the absolute limit yeah. of where of where this team can go. But ten wins, and I think I think that could that could absolutely be good enough for a that would spot. win the AFC South. Yeah, yeah, probably because that means you beat the Titans at least once. Yeah, have the tiebreaker. Mm. Mm. Yes. So so I think ten wins in a playoff spot would be the dream. However, realistic, realistic I'm going to say. Seven wins. That's exactly the seven number wins. that I was thinking. Yeah, seven and seven 12. Wins. And or seven and ten. S- seven wins, I'm not super upset about. No. No, it's no. a good, it's a good uh, starting less spot. Less than six, I might be a little sad about. My problem is, if we if we win less than eight games, okay, uh-huh. if we're seven or below, I need to see some fantastic stuff from Trevor Lawrence to make me feel okay about the season. Like, if we go seven and ten, I need, for me to be, like, excited and be like, this was still a good season, and you need Trevor Lawrence to ball out. Deshaun Watson, before he got injured, had seven great games, and we still went three and four in them his right. rookie year. Right. So. so that, yeah. It's, it, honestly, this even if we do really poorly this season, if Trevor Lawrence shows out, and Travis Etienne shows out, and and we get healthy C.J. Henderson, it's a win for this season. Yeah, so, I agree. You know, both of these teams, it sounds like we, we're trying to win the Super Bowl in the next three years. That's I'm not, not trying to win. <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah. And then the last question before we sign off is, is what other aspects do you need to see from your team to, for you to consider the season a success? Yeah, so we just talked about that a little bit. Yeah, but for um, the Texans. Texans, again, we get the number one overall pick would be a success. Okay. Really top three, you can move your way. You can, you can get your stud quarterback top three. I would Certainly. prefer number one, though. Um, other than that, our, our young guys, we don't have a ton of young talent, but the young players that we do have, we've got a couple, uh, Ross Blacklock and Jonathan Greenard are two defensive linemen that I'd love to see put up some sacks this year, pressures. Nico Collins, our new wide receiver, Certainly traded up, to, yeah, traded up in the third him. round to get him, so be would nice like to, to see, see him, stuff from him be good. Um other than that, man, there's not a whole lot. Set the culture, like you were talking yeah, about set earlier. Set the culture and I minimize see, mistakes. I don't I want to see videos of Mark Ingram dancing in the locker room and all yeah. the guys around him. I don't mind watching the Jaguars lose. I just want it, if we lose, I don't want it to be because of turnovers. No. Or stupid mistakes yeah, like that. exactly. You know, giving up huge plays. I yeah. Want, I want to see us play hard. If we lose games, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. All I'm right. With you. Well, that's going to that's gonna finish us up for our first episode ever of the We, Hate, we Like the Pain podcast. Um, and thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in. Uh, uh, I think that I, we should develop some sort of tagline to close the show with. Spitballing here. Appreciate y'all for coming in and hating yourself with us.
I like it. It fits. Um, one other thing, we uh, you can reach out to us. We have a Twitter. We do. Um, it's under the same name as the podcast. We like the pain. Uh, you'll be able to find at us at Jags Texans Pod at on Jags Twitter. Texans Pod on Twitter. You can absolutely reach out to us. If you DM us, us, your question will be featured on another show, guaranteed. Guaranteed, your your question will get on the show, and we will absolutely respond to you. So uh, feel free to reach out to we us. We will be ecstatic. Yes, so absolutely, you'll make our day. Thank you. We appreciate y'all. We'll see y'all next week.